This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the the fans, and it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker. The opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. World needs Superman. I made him a promise. Why I brought you together. Right ain't over yet. I'm mad. That's your. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's that's what that means. It's so cool. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Today we've got a super special guest for you. We're joined by the band Gold Steps. Guys, how's it going? Great. How are you? Hey, doing well, doing well. I can't complain. It's a uh, nice Sunday afternoon here in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, it's a little bit overcast, but uh, 
Otherwise, the weather is pretty nice. Awesome. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> How are things in Texas? Hot. Yeah, hot, humid, and uh, overcast. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, typical Texas day for March, of course, in the, in the mid-high 80s. And tonight it will be in the low 30s. No. Yeah. Texas weather. <laughs> Similar to weather to Memphis. In fact, you guys, uh, Austin is a lot like Memphis, like you guys do um, barbecue. But, of course, uh, you guys do um, beef, beef, brisket, beef barbecue. We do pork here. Um, oh. live, live music. You guys do live music. We do live music. So it's cool. Oh, yeah. I, I like the two cities. They're almost like sister cities. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Um, so I'm super excited to talk about your newest EP. Um, tell me a little bit about it. What was the writing process like on this album for you guys? Great. Um. Uh. So incandescent. Um. The writing process for incandescent was. Um, Kind of, uh, we kind of developed our writing process a little bit through, like, halfway through writing it. So one of the songs we actually wrote last February, or we we demoed it last February, um, that's As Luck Would Have It. Um, that video should be coming out in mid-April. And um, we, Zach and I um, are the, the ones who usually start with songwriting. Zach will write a riff, and then um, I will come into the room and listen to everything um, and start writing lyrics based on that. So previously in our writing um, sessions, Zach would write like a skeleton of a song on guitar and then I would come in and add my lyrics and melodies afterwards and we would restructure as we needed to. But this last um, writing cycle for the CP, we spent more time in the room together working and structuring it as we went. So, like, he would start with a riff, I would come in and add maybe, like, a lyric here or there, and then we would really develop the song based on where we felt like the direction it was heading or where we wanted it to go. And then from there, we would send the demos we tracked in our um, studio room to our drummer, and he would add drums on top of it, and then we would bring it to the rest of the band and flush the rest of it out. Um, so it was a really, it really starts with Zach and I, and then we take it to the rest of the band and complete it. Man, I love it. I love it. Um, during the process, did you guys ever have, like, creative differences? Was it hard? Um, I mean, did you ever find yourself, I guess, butting heads, so to speak, or did everything kind of go together like peanut butter and jelly? So I feel like between Liz and I, we are, we're married, too, so that throws a whole nother bucket into it. But uh, between Liz and I, we uh, we tend to have the same vision and image and what we actually want the song to sound like. Um, I don't think we butted heads at all. I think there might have been a couple tips where we would just get mad because it wasn't coming together right, and we'd just throw the song out or keep the lyrics or keep the guitar riffs for something else. Mm-hmm. We did have one time in the studio when we were trapping. There was a song that um, the, uh, the recording engineer, Kieran, and I kind of butted heads on. Um, and we actually ended up going back and re-recording. Um, we went back to, um, so our, our EP was mixed by Rick King at King Sound in um, Paducah, um, Kentucky. And I, Zach and I actually drove up there for a weekend just to re-record the pre-chorus and chorus because I never felt like it really sat well with me. And it wasn't, it just didn't fit the song properly. So that was the only song that I can remember having like, 
creative differences on it. We came in to track with one version of the chorus, and then um, Kieran felt like it should be sung differently, so I sang it that way, and I didn't really like it in the end. And then our producer, Rick, was like, well, I think you could do better than both of those versions, so let's see what we can make out of it. And then now it's one of our favorite songs on EP, and it'll be our third single for a song called Sucker Punch. I love it. I love it. Um, what is the uh, the significance of the album, um, the album's title? Um, it kind of invokes uh, a lot of different emotion, especially when you look at the, the artwork. Um, what, what's the meaning behind the name for you guys? Um, so Incandescent, I chose the title because throughout the entire EP, a lot of the lyrics have references to fire or light or um, and then incandescent means not only in reference to lighting, but it also means brilliant or passionate. So I felt like this EP, it has a lot of that fire inside, both literally um, through the lyrics, but also like you can hear it in the way the vocals are sung, the way the guitars are played, the drums. There's just this, like, there's this urgency and this passion, and I wanted a title that fit that. And then the album art is a girl reaching up towards, like, a glowing light, um, but also looking down. And a lot of the lyrics, uh, the songs are written based around my experiences and my struggles with mental health. And um, the, the, the feeling I wanted with the album art was to invoke somebody who's, like, reaching for light, reaching for what they know is out there and what's possible, but at the same time, they're they're in despair and they're they're halfway giving up, but they want to make this one last reach toward the light. Um, and uh, Matt Cardinal, um, a photographer from Arizona, actually took that picture um, and he created the album art for us. And I think it perfectly invokes um, what I was trying to get across with this whole concept of the EP. I love it. I love it. It kind of leads into my next question, but what's the biggest takeaway that you know, you want people to get from your music when they hear, um, you know, any song off this EP or any of your future songs to come? Um, is there, like, a message that you want um, the listener to, 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 I guess, to feel or to know when they listen to your music? Yeah. Um, so growing up, I always listened to music when I was struggling or in, like, a, a bad place, but I also listened to it when I was happy and having um, positive experiences, and I just want people to know that they aren't alone. Um, mental health is definitely an issue that's close to my heart. Um, I work in the recovery field right now, and we also have partnered with a nonprofit called Heart Support several times, and um, their whole mission is to reduce stigma around mental illness and um, substance use and addiction and self-harm and a lot of these issues that people are afraid to talk about and be vulnerable about. So with our music, this EP, I decided to open up a lot more about my struggles with anxiety and depression and panic disorder. And I just want people to listen to it and realize that they aren't alone. And this, the struggle for recovery is an ongoing process for the rest of your life. There's no cure for addiction. There's no cure for anxiety and depression, there are only things, coping mechanisms that can help you get better and function on a, on a daily basis. Um, and I think it's really important that people talk about these things and realize that they aren't alone and there are other people out there who are 
right alongside them on that journey and they support them and love them for who they are. And I love that. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the biggest thing, too, is, like, just knowing um, that you're not alone and that, you know, there's somebody out there that cares for you um, Mm -hmm. and about your well-being. And like you said, you know, mental health is something that, you know, it it affects so many people from various walks of life, you know. Um, It's something that, um, you know, doesn't know gender or ethnicity or sexual orientation, anything like that. And so it's, it's, it's very real. And I think the more people that are aware of um, the importance of mental health and dealing with mental health issues, I think, you know, the better we'll be as a society. So it's uh, very commendable. Um, so you guys, uh, your, <laughs> your new single actually um, was, I think it was debuted by uh, Alternative Press. Um, were you guys pleased with um, just the way that the music video came out? Did you guys have a lot of input in it? Yeah. Um, so the music video for Firestarter, um, I conceptualized that. Um, and our videographer, Brandon, from Timekeeper Media, did a fantastic job of capturing the, the style I wanted um, with it. Um, we took a lot of references um, and, like, inspiration from the Sandlot, that scene where they're playing um, baseball at the end on the 4th of July and all the fireworks are going off. We took a lot of inspiration from that, um, inspiration from the outsiders um, with that whole, like, rumble scene at the beginning where we're all, like, teamed up against each other. Um, We were very pleased with the way it came out. The whole concept behind it was – people being, like, competitive with each other um, kind of maps along with the song. Um, the song is about, you know, like, working your hardest to get to a goal. And I wanted to convey this concept of, like, people pitting themselves against each other and then realizing in the end we can actually go further and get more out of something and reach a goal easier if we work all together as a team. So that's where that concept came from, and Brandon did an amazing job helping us capture that. Man, I love it. I love it. Uh, do you guys plan to do any more music videos for um, any of the other um, um, uh, songs on the album, or are you guys yeah. sweet? So we actually <laughs> have we actually have another music video that we already filmed um, for our second single, which is called "As Luck Would Have It." Um, that video should be coming out in mid-April. Um, we should be ready to announce that soon. Um, that one is actually something we did in partnership with um, the whole idea around mental health. Um, it's, there's a documentary that actually goes along with it as well, um, that it follows the journey of four people talking about their struggles with um, substance use um, and eating disorders and other mental health issues like anxiety and depression, um, alcoholism. So we have four people who we interviewed and talked to about um, their journey you know, where it started, where the turning point was, where are they now? Um, and they're all at different stages in their recovery. Some people are back to living a daily life. The, that was this, that was their life before they were struck with these issues. And then some people are still working on it. You know, it's been a never-ending journey. So as luck would have it, it should come out in mid-April. And that song is about having a support system and realizing that, like, hey, I'm getting better, but I'm not quite – I'm not perfect yet, and I don't know if I ever will be. 
Um, and then we are also filming another music video next weekend for a song called Sucker Punch. And that one is more um, self-reflective and about the literal arguments I have with myself in my head of these negative thoughts trying to crush my positivity. Um, and so we're filming a boxing-style video for it, which is going to be really fun. Man, I love that. I love that. What's the um, What do you love most about performing live? And for somebody that's never seen your live show um, in person, what can they expect um, going to one of your one of your shows or seeing one of your sets? Uh, a live live. What do you think? Um, man, I think if somebody was to come to like the first time seeing this for the first time, they would actually see like the um, the energy, the amount of energy that we put on on stage when we play these songs. Um, um, especially for the, you know our bass player Raz, where she's just like everywhere. You know, boys is just he puts on a hell of a show. I mean, he's a very, very, very good showman, and I think we try to just portray that. You know, the amount of love that we show for it, that we have for this music, we just try to show that on stage so we can have everybody else, um, you know, feel the same way. You know, and um, I think we do a pretty good job when we do play shows. Sometimes we have our little you know, mishaps with, you know, equipment, but that's, well, you know, that's going to always happen. But for the most part, I think we do a, a pretty good job of uh, showing how hard we've been working for it and um, where we want to try to be later on down the road, for sure. Right on. I love that. Okay. Um, speaking of which, I wanted to know, you guys did kind of like a, like a mini, you had a, a few uh, dates in, in Texas. I was wondering, um, do you guys plan on doing um, like an expanded tour um, in support of the album in the months to come? Yeah, so we're actually um, touring in at the end of June. It's June 29th to July 8th. Um, the tour is starting in Nashville. Um, from Nashville, it goes up to Milwaukee. Uh, from Milwaukee to Chicago, Chicago to Cleveland, Ohio. And then uh, we're actually playing Jersey, and from Jersey to Baltimore, Baltimore to Atlanta, I'm sorry, Baltimore to Richmond, Richmond, yeah, <laughs> Richmond to Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta to um, Orlando, Florida, and then New Orleans. Um, it's going to be about, I think it's nine days uh, for the tour, and um I mean, man, we're we're excited for that one because that's going to be our our first tour with uh, Raz and Elias here. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Um, so this is kind of a weird question, but do you guys have any, I guess, pre-performance rituals or pre-tour rituals that you do to kind of help, um, you know, take the the nervous uh, edge off or anxiety, or uh, is there something that you do that you just do for good luck? Well, I think. I think for the most part, no rituals, but more of like preparation. Uh, I mean, Raz is the craziest one here. I think he goes, he jumps and he goes the hardest and does like 360s and has a very Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy type, type S on stage. So uh, stretching is huge for us. Um, <laughs> we definitely have to wear those uh, type of running shoes so we can actually do these hops and stuff like that on stage. Um, but as far as like any rituals, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I have one. 
Um, I get <laughs> nervous, and I go to the bathroom, like, six times before we play. Like, oh, wow. and then have, like, two minutes, and I will run to the bathroom and back. Um, it's just, like, a nerve thing. Like, I still get a little bit of stage anxiety. Um, right, right. <laughs> but that's pretty much my ritual, just running to the bathroom, even if I don't have to go. Like, I just, it's like a, like a habit of mine now. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, right on. Um, I wanted to ask you now, um, where can our listening audience find out more about you guys and keep abreast of um, the new things to come? Where can they find out about us? Yes. Um, so we have, um, we're huge on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we're also on Twitter. Um, we do a lot of social media, so you can find us everywhere pretty much at GoldStepsATX on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also have a website called GoldStepsBand.com, and that is where you can find our tour dates. There's a link to our merch store on there, um, our biographies on there. We also have little widgets that have our videos and um, Spotify on it. We're all over Spotify. We're on iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Google Play. Pretty much anywhere you can stream music, we're there. We also have a Bandcamp page, um, goldstep.bandcamp.com. But I would say if you're looking to, like, connect with us on a personal level and, like, learn more about who we are, your best bet's definitely going to be Facebook and Instagram. That's where we spend the majority of our time on social media. Right on, right on. And this is kind of a faux pas, but um, – and I know you're never supposed to ask this in an interview, but your name, what is the meaning behind your name? Oh, yeah. So – Goldstep is actually named after a song by Nexty. Um, Zach and I were in a band previously. That's how we met playing music. And um, we weren't happy with the direction that band was going. And one day we were listening to Nexty and Goldstep came on. And we were like, this is the kind of music we want to be playing. So we kind of shelved that idea for a name, like maybe intending to start a side project. And then we ended up leaving that other band um, and we already have the name ready to go. So we were just from that moment on gold stuff. Wow. That's so cool. I like it. I like it. Right on. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, now, you guys came together. Um, your your love of music and the commonality of music brought you guys together. Um, is it – this is another weird question, but is it ever hard for you as a married couple in terms of – just continuing to um, basically continuing to um, be like be your best together as a as a couple despite working so closely together. So I don't think so. Uh, Liz and I tend to have the same mentality. That's why I married her. Uh, <laughs> we both <laughs> actually feel the same way for the most part, we're thinking the same thing. You can ask one of us for both of us because mm-hmm. we both actually share the same thoughts and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. Like, wow. you know, we sometimes talk amongst each other and we both say the same thing. We used to finish each other's sentences as corny as that sounds, but <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird when you're on the same, uh, like, brain wavelength, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's. I feel like we haven't had to have any issues or serious talks about things. It's more of just like 
you know, we're we're doing this together, and luckily we get to share it together. Mm-hmm. We do set aside a lot of our personal time to do this, um, but it's because we love it so much. That makes it easier. Like, we both want this band to flourish, and we want to make the best music and best content that we can. So it, it really, when it comes down to it, like, we put the band first. It's, you know, that's what we need to do in order to make this band grow. So we do set aside a lot of our personal lives for it. But we are lucky we get to tour together. Um, I know that can be very tough on a relationship when you're apart for that long, so at least we don't have to worry about separation, anxiety, because we're always together. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Well, I yeah, I love that. It's always like you just um, – I know it's like a question like a lot of people have, like can you, you know – still be, you know, this successful, you know, thriving, flourishing couple and, you know, still work closely together because a lot of people say, you know, like working closely together will like ruin relationships. But it's always good to hear, you know, somebody that's actually living that and has like their own perspective and their own um, thoughts and and ideas on, you know, how that works and everything. So I I like that. Mm Um, well, I'm all out of questions, but I wanted to thank you guys so much for joining me on today's show. And um, I wanted to uh, open the floor to you if there's anything you like to say to our listening audience. Absolutely. Um, if you all would like, uh, if you have listened to Firestarter, if you haven't listened to Firestarter, you can stream that single now on anywhere, any streaming platform out there, iTunes, Spotify, um, Apple Music, all that good stuff. And then our EP, Incandescent is dropping on May 25th. We're releasing it independently, but we have pre-orders available now. And for anybody who knows music, especially releasing independently, pre-orders are a big deal. Um, so if you like Firestarter, it would mean the world to us. If you pre-ordered um, Incandescent on Amazon or iTunes or on our website, Um you can also find some exclusive pre-order merch bundles at our website. Right on, and look for right our <laughs> yes, I can't wait. You guys coming to Nashville, I definitely will, will be going to see you. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate uh, it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. All right. Well, guys, that was our interview, uh, our exclusive interview with the band Goldstep. Uh, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Uh, we're also available for uh, iPhone users. If you've got an iPhone or an Apple product of any kind, you can listen to us by downloading the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Uh, it's available for free in the iTunes Store. Download the app, search for our show name, Redefined in Counterculture. You'll hear this interview with the band. Uh, we're also available for um, Android users. If you have an Android phone or Android product, you can uh, listen to us by going to the Google Play Store, search Google, uh, search music, search for our show name, Again, you'll hear this interview. Lastly, if you've got a Roku player or a Roku smart television, uh, you can actually watch this interview right in the privacy of your own home. Uh, we have over 200-plus hours of original content programming and interviews all free of charge. Uh, from your Roku channel store, uh, search for our name. Once you search for our name, download the app, and you can, be, you can begin streaming all free of charge.